It's a good show. The Dude Abides on Radio 8-Ball. Jeff Dowd, a.k.a. The Dude, with Andres Jones here on Radio 8-Ball, coming your way all the way, all the time. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio April. Give us a shake. Radio 8-Ball Show. Got it. Welcome back to Radio 8-Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and for seven... Count them seven musical divinations. Our musical guest has been Jeff Berner. Hi. And there's only one song left on the board. And there's only one song left on the board. We know that it's time to answer Jeff's question. I had him write it down at the beginning of the show. And for those paper fetishists who are anxiously awaiting the second appearance of that sound you live for, here it comes. Here is Jeff's question. I'm about to open it up, but first... Get a little at action. And what is the answer to the question going to be? What's the name of the song? Yeah, song number four is... We are going to Bremen to be musicians. We are going to Bremen to be musicians. And the song is... I mean, the question is, what should I be concentrating on the most in my work life? That's the question. Sounds kind of perfect. Let's hear the answer. We are on our way to Bremen That's where we're going to be musicians People say we're too used up to be allowed to live But we've still got a caravan of fucks to give And so we're on our way We'll speak of death another day And have a sacred feast what we stole from the thieves The donkey does our fearless leading Realism, that's something he's not needing People talk like they understand the world But they may find when he kicks them in the head, it's liable to change their mind. And so we're on our way. 
speak of death another day and have a sacred feast with what we stole from the thieves the rooster says he can predict the future actually he's just a rooster if he could read his own entrails he would see the comfort giving chicken soup that is his destiny so we're on our way we'll speak of death another day and have a sacred feast what we stole from the dog is full of moral confusion but the cat lives under no illusion the dog did his killing out of loyalty and for pay but the cat knows why he would have done it anyway That's where we shall become musicians They're going to build a statue of us in the square To commemorate the fact that we were never there And that was We Are Going to Bremen to be come musicians to be musicians yeah and that was the answer to jeff burner's question what should i be concentrating on the most in my work life you want to tell us a little about the background of that song the song is uh in reference to a german folk tale of these elderly animals in the countryside of germany who are all slated to be killed because they can no longer perform their duties as assigned. And they there's a donkey, a dog, a cat, and a rooster, and they decide to run away from their farms and owners to become professional town musicians in the free city of Bremen. And uh, they don't get there, but... 
they find a way to survive even though they never get there. And if you go to Bremen, in the square is a statue of the four animals stacked one on top of the other. And if you touch the donkey's leg, uh, it's good luck. And there are no statues in the town of Bremen, in the square, of any human musicians who ever played there. Only statues of the animals who never reached the town. <laughs> and uh, I became obsessed with this folk story uh, during a period when both my parents were dying of cancer. And uh, um, something about the story uh, connected with me and I let it carry me through the writing of a kind of klezmer punk album with the same name, we're going to Bremen to be musicians. And uh, so um, I seem to have unconsciously written this song in the fourth position of the eight songs, which in Vancouver has special significance because everyone here knows that four is a number associated with death in Chinese uh, numerology. So uh, it was, uh, uh, and then eight is about rebirth and regeneration and stuff like that. So um, I I was relieved when Veda chose the eight and and, uh, relieved that nobody else who called in got the four and I can take it on myself um, that I I wouldn't want to be pushing the four on on anybody else. But uh, so... The the song seems to me like the the question the song answers my question very neatly, in the sense of death, or in the sense of the idea of being a musician. Yeah, that I should concentrate on right now on being a musician and uh, and uh, being you know aware of looming mortality and uh, and um, that the root. So I should be taking is uh, is songwriting and playing music every day. I think that that's what I'm trying to tell myself there. Well, there are some really interesting synchronicities in there for me. Uh, first of all, I have a particular connection with uh, not Bremen, but Bremerhaven. Oh yeah, I've been there several Close. many times. I've been there like I've played there like six times, Bremerhaven. I've been to the Museum of Emigration in Bremerhaven. Have you been to this? No. I'll no. When I was it. in Bremerhaven, the only thing I did was eat mushrooms for the oh, first time. Oh. And like that was they were actually we went and picked them and then like Magic mushrooms? Yeah, magic mushrooms. Oh wow. I've I was, never done mushrooms in Germany. I was visiting my I was making a film there, a film called Averill's Arrival in Vienna. This was sort of the end of my my run as a lead actor in motion pictures. And I was in Vienna filming this very strange film called Averill's Arrival, uh, sort of a modern retelling of the Oedipus tale. Okay. And I was playing the the main character. Wow. And afterwards I was in 
Europe, so I went around, and my brother was living in Amsterdam, so we went and met up, and we met with these circus people in Bremerhaven and took mushrooms. And But how did you go? Like Because tourists don't generally go to Bremerhaven. I'm not a – my brother isn't a tourist. He lives – he's a, he's a, a you know, a circus crazy in – in Europe, like he he lives, he's been living in Amsterdam for like twenty five years. I'm playing there a week from Tuesday. Well, maybe he'll come out and see you. That'd be good. You, you, I think you guys would get along. You kind of remind me of him a little bit. Bremerhaven. That's but like so, why did, of all places did he go? You know, no, that's now that that's where he, that's where he he knew some circus folks oh, that we were staying with there. I guess it's probably less expensive to live there. There's high unemployment yeah. and stuff like that. And there's like, um, so that was, so that, so that's the first thing. And we, the, somehow the Bremen town musicians was, was sort of part of that trip. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, really like you guys discussed it. Yeah. Wow. And then for me, uh, the num- the whole eight and four thing, radio eight ball, obviously I have a very strong connection to the number eight. Yeah. But more than that, and this goes back to my initial question, Four is a very potent number in my life. First of all, I've talked about it on the show. I had this strange thing when I was a kid. My dad told told me the story. He's no longer with us, but when he was still around, he told me the story about coming downstairs and uh, when I was staying at his house, and I was like eh, 10 or 11, 12 years old, and he came in and I was just sitting bolt upright in my on the couch looking at the the wall, and he's like, what are you looking at? He's like, that big number four. And then years later, I was uh, where was there a four? Like no, in the, no, it was just in my see it in the pattern. I was the just wall? seeing it, and I was I was sleep seeing this oh. four, this big four, wild. And then years later, I moved out to Hollywood, and my I don't know my biggest movie thing was that I was in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. Oh yeah, yeah, and. I, and it, this even ties back to my initial question because I was thinking about it. I wonder. I was talking about that arrogance of obscurity. Yeah. I wonder, like, I moved out to Hollywood right out of high school, and within like a year and a half, I was in movies. Yeah. And surreal. It kind of ruined me. I sort of have this, like, I don't. I know that I'm not a movie star. But there's a part of me that at a very young age achieved this thing that was so impossible and seemed like amazing. And now everything else seems like, you know, if it doesn't come to me as naturally as – if it doesn't come as naturally as that, then maybe it's not for me. Right. And always the sense of I don't need to have my record be a hit to be – Famous, even though again, I'm putting I'm putting these quotes around. You can't see this because I don't believe that I am. I mean, I know for a fact that I am not famous or a movie star, but I have been in a movie. Like you experienced the feeling of what that would be like. Yeah, you've gone through the experience, and it's not an impossibility. Yeah, yeah, like it's not like a for most people's lives. It's at several removes from reality. Right. And for me, it, like I didn't even – like it happens so fast. Like you're an 18, 19 years old. You're not even aware that that's an impossibility. You're just sort of like, oh, well. It makes sense that all of my dreams would come true right now. Right. <laughs> that's the logic <laughs> right. that most people who are youth you know, live in. Right. This, uh, of course, everyone – Gets into Harvard, or everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. has this thing. They imagine to them. and they yeah. think that, you know, but uh, well, just so I'm so this whole thing about four being a number of death, 
Yeah. And it's also my lucky number because I have four children and I make a lot of creative decisions where I lean towards four because it's my lucky number. Well, and, and I guess that's this. So a lot of people talk about how death, like we relate to death as being an end, but if you were a fetus, you would look at birth as being the end. You're leaving this safe place yeah. that is all you know and going into this other place yeah. that is the death of everything you were aware of. Yeah. And that death is can be a similar kind of transition. Sure. And that is sort of wrapped up in that idea that and I was just having that idea this morning. I'm like, oh well maybe that because I was thinking about that arrogance about the record all you get, why I would let a record that I loved sit untouched for 15 or 16 years and that part of that is that feel that lack of urgency to be seen because i got seen yeah in a very rich way at a very young time and so that idea of death being a good thing the good things being death yeah there's that's that's just that's very rich to me and also there's something very acidy very psychedelic about that, about this idea that in this fractal experience, like any in any moment, one moment of experience can affect the whole of your life. Yeah. And you're very present to that in the psychedelic state. Of course. We may not be as present to that, but in the same time, I can look back and say, oh, well, that experience is still affecting me and not in the way that you'd think. Like being in Nightmare on Elm Street or being in these films hasn't affected me in the way that if I was a kid looking, like sort of Veda was saying, like once you play the Roger Center, yeah, yeah, everyone thinks you made that you're you made it, yeah, and, and there that's are, not the case. There are people I know who 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 do because they're fans of that series, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. They see me as a movie star, right? I've had them on the show, and it's so weird. Like people are like, I can't believe I'm meeting Rick, right? <laughs> right? Like I, yeah, can't believe you care, yeah. <laughs> It's like um, so, yeah. The four and the eight and the death and the musicians who never reached the town and the town that celebrates the musicians that never reached it instead of the musicians who were there. Yeah, all of these things are just wrapped up in this really interesting tapestry. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that brings us back to like every for me, and I encourage people to listen to the show this way. Ask a question at the beginning of the show for yourself, and it'll you'll find the answer over and over again. And I keep finding the answer to the question I asked showing up in other people's readings. So, yeah. But as far as, you know, and I guess, yeah, so if it was my question, what should I be focusing on most in my work life? I think it's the story. Like, it's a fairy tale. In the end, we are the story we tell about ourselves, to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We're made of... Uh, it's uh, Thomas King, yeah, said that about... Uh, we're made up of the stories. We're made of the stories we tell. Yeah. And the idea, that tale of musicians who never reach a place, that feels very rich to me. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and it it was, you know, it's very uh, clear in the story that like it's this setting out, and with with hope, maybe with even not that brainiac a plan, uh, is what saves them. 
you know, like set out and do it and like, and see where it takes you is better than just sitting around waiting for somebody to come and make you into chicken soup. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I love the idea that this mace have set up a chance for you and my brother to, to meet in Amsterdam. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, and, and he's lived in Amsterdam for decades. For decades. Living a circus lifestyle. Yeah. Artist. He has a, he's also a really a very ambitious visual artist and a great musician. Yeah. He's just a multi-talented guy who makes the edge I live on look like no edge at all. He really, yeah. Is, is he like... His name is Gabriel Jones. You can find... Gabriel Van Jones. He... He calls himself. That sounds really familiar. We might, you might be friends on Facebook because we're all wrapped up that way. Huh. He's probably familiar with you. I wonder if I've run into him out there, you know, at the, anywhere, I'll be at the new Anita on May the 6th. So if you, if you send him, send him my way. I will. Well, Jeff, I think we've come to the end of this, of our psychedelic trip. That was pretty good. Thanks for helping me explore different angles of meaning in my songs than I had thought about before. It's a really good way to examine your your writing. It's really helpful. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. That's why. That's one of the reasons I do it. Because uh, I, you know, my goal, my ultimate goal, eventually for the show, is to find other hosts so that I can be the musician. So, like, somebody will host for you. Well, not just host for me. I'm. I. I would like to find other people who will just be the hosts of this, the show. I'd like to host maybe one show a month, as opposed to. I see every show because I just feel like there were we're missing so many perspectives that you could like if there was a different host here. This and everything else was the same. It would yeah. be a very very different the show. Format. Does... First of all, they would know who Janelle Monae was. Not all of them. Well, would. clearly they would. But you're in for a treat. That's all we're saying. I'm always in. For, I'm always up for a treat. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I, I am glad to hear that the that this was a rich experience for you as yeah. a musician. Certainly rich for us. I mean, I love getting to hang out with songwriters like this. I mean, when am I? Like, we could hang out and play music back and forth, but we it wouldn't be like this. It's the the you you set up a format of interaction that's like. That, like demands like an absence of small talk which is the you know just the it's just the devil small yeah. talk so this is like this is a way to just clear out the small talk with people oh that that reminds me jeff where are you from and what are your influences yeah. <laughs> exactly and it clears out all those <laughs> shitty interviewer questions exactly right. Yeah, that is a relief too. Boy, that's a lot of people could take a few pages from you on that one. Well, if you know any other musicians who uh, who you think might benefit, please let me know. I want to come back and do more shows in Vancouver. It's my favorite music scene that I've come across. I'll send some, send some people your way. Yeah. And uh, I encourage everyone, go out, get Jeff Burner's records, Check out his books. See him when he plays live. Great. There's a lot of ways to to experience this man. You've made how many records have you made? I don't know, like seven, I think. Seven records, maybe eight. And that doesn't even include the Terror of Tiny Town. Yeah, those are there are a couple of those too. Yeah. So there's some stuff. 
And so there's a lot, there's a, a lot to explore there, and I will be providing links and all of this. And if you are, uh, if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends who like music and or synchronicity. That's the best way to spread the word about this. You can also download our Radio 8 Ball app from the Google Play Store and soon from iTunes. Maybe by the time you're listening to it, you'll be able to download it from iTunes. And it's a great way you can ask it a question, and it'll randomly play a song from one of the over 1,700 songs that have been played in the history of Radio 8 Ball. And it's a great way to experience Radio 8 Ball without the host. If that's if you, if you want to be the host of your own Radio 8 Ball show, that's the way to do it. And I want to thank our folks here at Blue Light. They're doing a great job for us. Thanks, thank Kenny. you so much, Kenny. And Alexis. Alexi? Alexi, thank you both and to Kai. And we'll be back in a couple. We'll be back for those of you listening uh, tomorrow with uh, with Sarah Wheeler as our musical guest. So I think I've covered everything there. Um, thank you very much, Jeff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. That's a wrap. Sure.